Welcome to Ben's Bad Poetry Podcast, Episode 1. Hi, my name's Ben. This is the first episode of Ben's Bad Poetry Podcast, where I, Ben, your host, do dramatic readings of really terrible, rotten, bad, horrendous poetry. Original poetry, not the famous poems. Which reminds me, before I forget, you can share in this wonderful experience of Ben's Bad Poetry by emailing your originally terrible, horrendous bad poetry to Ben's Bad Poetry at Yahoo.com. Once again, that's Ben's B E N S Bad Poetry at Yahoo.com. So, where did the idea for Ben's Bad Poetry come from? It came from me cleaning out the house and cleaning out all the junk my parents uh, had collected of mine over the years. You know how that is. If you are over the age of 30 and live on your own, you know what it's like when your parents give you that phone call or talk to you when you visit them for a holiday And they pull out the boxes of your first grade and second grade and third grade, fifth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, you know, artwork, grades, health reports, etc. Well, I was digging through mine recently and I found really terrible, rotten, bad poetry that I had written in high school. Now, in high school, I thought I was just being sensitive and a poet and romantic. Now, at age 40, I look back and think, I was a total moron, not romantic, and most of the poetry is just terrible. So, without further ado, I give you uh, my first dramatic reading of a terrible poem. This one called, An Exaggerated Moment in Time, by yours truly, Ben. Into the light and out of the shadows walked a young lady with a prize-winning smile. We had met before like deja vu. She was quick with a wink while her eyes lit up, a sun in the forever sky. She's a homecoming queen, a well-deserved honor. The pleasure of her presence was all mine, and for a moment I lived lovingly in paradise. Then the minute was over, leaving me wondering if I will ever see her again. My God, that is terrible. Uh, I am sickened by, wow, how overly sappy and ridiculous that was. I mean, don't get me wrong, the inspiration for said poem was a uh, friend of Lindsay Killian. Lindsay Killian I went to high school with at St. Andrews Swanee High School, uh, and one of her friends was a homecoming queen at a different school, and she was gorgeous, don't get me wrong. She was inspiring, but I doubt she would have been impressed by poetry that terrible. Now, to really test how bad a poem can be, it's important to add a little flair. So instead of doing a dramatic reading, I'm going to put on a bad French accent. My apologies to all the French out there. And with a bad French accent, we oui, read. Oui. Mais oui, uh, if I read in a bad French accent, or another bad accent, 
Will it improve said terrible poem or not? Oh, ho, ho. An exaggerated moment in time. Into the light. Now to the shadows. What a lady, young lady with a prize-winning smile. We had met before like, ho, 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 deja vu. She was quick with a wink while her eyes lit up. The sun in the forever sky, oh, ho, ho. Mais oui, she's a homecoming queen. A well-deserved honor, the pleasure of her presence was all mine. And for a moment I lived lovingly in paradise. Then the minute was over, leaving me wondering if I'll ever see her again. Merci. Oh, oh, oh. Again, my apologies to all French-speaking peoples. That was absolutely terrible. But that, again, is the point. For you, the audience, to laugh at this horribly terrible bad poetry. Now for poem number two. Living in Swanee, Tennessee, you can't help but notice how beautiful the mountain is, as they say. And if you've never been, I highly recommend it. Swanee, Tennessee, S-E-W-A-N-E-E. -E. It is where the University of the South is. That's right, I said it, the University of the South. Do some research. But it is one of the most beautiful places I've ever lived or visited in my life. Hiking the perimeter trail. Walking up to the cross at sunrise or sunset. Shake Rag Hollow. And going to high school in the mountain at San Andrew Swanee School. You develop an appreciation for nature and preserving it and taking care of the environment. So I guess that's what I was thinking about when I decided to write this terrible poem. Mother Nature by yours truly, Benton. The land was bodious, the trees were once fruitful, and the fauna roamed freely through the land. The birds chirped cheerfully into the eastern winds, while wolves wandered gracefully into the forests of the endless night. But the echoes of her screams are still prevalent for all to hear, for man hath raped her. Ta-da! Again, that was absolutely horrendous. Again, not sure what I was thinking other than man screwing Mother Nature over, but I also think I was evidently trying to throw the word half in there to show how smart I was. Look at how smart I am. I can use the word half in poetry. That and clearly I was uh, overly obsessed with alliteration while wolves wandered. Winds while wolves wandered. Winds while wolves wandered. Ha ha. Fruitful fauna freely. Look at me. I can use alliteration. I must be a romantic poet. Not really. Um... Not really. Not at all. I mean, it's nice thought to be aware of how important it is to take care of the environment. And, yeah, mankind has kind of abused the environment. But rape, yeah, that's a little strong of a word, especially given the times we live in now. Uh, with the issues popping out with Bill Cosby and others. I don't think throwing 
path raped her into a poem is necessarily the best idea. Uh, as I said, the whole point of this podcast, bad, terrible poetry, which once again, you too can participate in the Ben's Bad Poetry podcast. Email your terrible, rotten, original, bad poems to Ben's Bad Poetry at yahoo.com. Once again, bad Ben's Bad Poetry at yahoo.com. Let me see if I can find one more. One more bad poem for today. I'm sure I can produce one. Yes, one final poem. This was an ode to Calvin and Hobbes, the boy and his tiger. A young boy's imagination leads to numerous alluring adventures into the world, as Martians land on the earth, or disgusting dinners attempt to consume these two pals. Through ups and downs, thick and thin, battling bed monsters with devilish grins, a friendship can be found one of a kind. Jumping off the roof or a game with no rules, two best buds will always come through for each other, though they fight for a warm, cozy spot on a cold winter's nights. Sugary cereals and Saturday morning tunes, selling dad's cars a job for a loon. Tuna fish sandwiches, a pounce and a growl, the backyard is where these two pals prowl. Beating up bullies and building distorted snowmen, you can find a childhood truth. A boy and his tiger can conquer the world. Like many other kids growing up in the 80s and the 90s, I, I fell in love with Calvin and Hobbes. Bill Watterson has given us an undeniable, lasting gift with his observations about a childhood's perspective with his imaginary friend, Hobbes, the tiger, as they philosophize and try to sort out how the world works. I do like the idea of a boy and his tiger can conquer the world. That can be an interesting slogan, but the rest of that poem royally sucks and should be flushed down the toilet. So that's three terrible poems for this first edition of Ben's Bad Poetry Podcast. Tune in next time as we read more original, terrible poetry by me and by you. Till then, write well, or not.